This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on? Should probably add us to the stream, huh? Might help. What, what's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What up, what up? We're feeling good. Just had a, a good uh, interview. Not sure if you all watched, but if you didn't, the video is up on all of our social, and you can catch the uh, podcast version on Thursday when it officially releases as a podcast episode. Right, absolutely. So we had Kristen Lewicki on from the Buffalo Buttes, NWHL stud. Check it out, Thursday episode, if you're just listening. This is the reason why you should be hitting up our exclusive content when we stream. But we do have to pay the bill he- bills here, Caps fans. So this weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be a sure-to-be can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes. That is the DraftKings Sports app and the DraftKings Sports Book app. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now or the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings and DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN and thank us later. Thank us later. Very nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a little bit of a rough start, but I think that if we pop some tabs, things will get a lot smoother, at least for my mental health. Yep. One, two, three. Ooh, uh, all right, Caps fans. Well, like we said earlier, tune in on Thursday for our interview with Kristen Lewicki of the Buffalo Buttes and the NWHL. Uh, bonafide stud. Love to see it. Uh, you know, honestly, kind of wish that the NWHL had a little bit more to give to their players. Uh, is you know, she talked about having to like work at the same time as playing professional hockey, which is kind of bullshit, to be completely honest. I feel. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's a prime example of how underappreciated the athletes are. Um, and so as hockey fans, we need to do our part and support them and buy their stuff so they can make more money. And just to tune in, follow the show, socials at NWHL. And if you can pick a team, pick a team. The big thing is, though, is that I feel the one thing, the big argument I hear is that, well, there's not enough ad dollars behind it. And that may be true. But the problem here is 
and the fallacy I feel is that with hockey, that is such a similar sport that if you really like hockey, you're going to be able to appreciate the women's game and the men's game all in one. Um, I love watching in the Olympics, the women's play and any world competition, uh, because honestly, they're way better than any of you scrubs have ever been or ever will be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, and, you know, you, you saw my amazing highlight from Beer League last week when we had Carl Alsner on. And um, I'm going to be honest, any women's game that's at the professional level is going to smoke that. Yeah, you wouldn't have even gotten into the uh, offensive zone. I wouldn't have even gotten off the fucking bench. Yeah, exactly. I'd have been. I'd have. Been, I. I probably wouldn't even dressed. I'll be honest. Um. Okay. Well, Cavs fans, let's let's hit you off with some uh, league stuff. The Seattle Kraken apparently are in still no rush to hire a coach. I think that that's probably wise because who knows what's going to happen by the end of this year. I mean, looking at Philly especially, <laughs> Elaine Vigno might be on the chopping block. I mean, who knows what's going to be available at the end of the season, right? Yeah, I mean, that's – you know, hockey has such a high turnover. We talk about that all the time. Two and a half years, average tenure of an NHL coach. Yeah, so who knows what uh, accomplished, successful coach will be available. Or if the Kraken do what the Caps did and, to limited success, give somebody their first shot. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy because NHL coaches are the worst and the best, right? I mean, it's like the only coach to have ever won a cup with more than one team is is Bowman. And there's only a handful of coaches, Laviolette being one of them, uh, shout out Pete, uh, who has gone to the finals, with more than one team. Right. Uh, look, hockey players like to be yelled at by different people. So there's your, there's your, there's your stick, I guess, is that it seems like a revolving door of the same cast for a reason. What that reason is, nobody really knows. And I'm sure that if you ever figure it out, you'll probably be a millionaire. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get to the drawing board. Absolutely. Patrick Marlowe tied Gordie Howe for the most games played Saturday night at 1767. What a career. I mean, Pat Marlowe, amazing player. I've, I've don't know him very well, but you know, obviously, but, uh, (laughs) have, uh, have heard that he's a a great dude and, um, incredible to, incredible to see that, uh, you know, he's he's had such an illustrious career, not only with the points totals and the goals, but also the uh, just the tenure. Uh, incredible stuff. He can set a new record Monday at Vegas, apparently. Yeah. So when you're listening, as long as nothing happens, he will be the sole holder of most games played. And he is uh, with San Jose still, right? Or he, he went back. Went back. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, the Canucks' first game tonight, which would be Sunday, since March 24th, 4th versus Toronto, uh, ends up being a 3-2 overtime win. Hope he had a ridiculous save on Wayne Simmons, save on Wayne Simmons to uh, preserve that win. 
love to see that the team is back in action. Yeah. They had a they had a somewhat overblown and, and somewhat not overblown uh I guess scare of COVID, right? I mean at some points there were reports of like twenty plus players that had COVID, but then it came out that maybe that wasn't the case. Yeah, I didn't hear much about the numbers, but I did see a tweet that Quinn Hughes had to be hooked up to an IV. Yeah. I think several several players had to do that. Um tough. Glad to see they're back on the ice though. Avs had a three game shutout or three shut games down. shut down for COVID, is that right? Yeah. So uh they're hoping to have everybody healthy and cleared and pick the season back up April 12th or 20th. Yeah. 420 baby. Um listen Folks, we're still in a pandemic. Wear a mask. Do what you can to stay away from people. I mean, I don't know why in any world you would want to be next to other people anyways, but just saying. April 21st. My bad. Oh, April 21st, not 420. So, good job, Polly, on that. Way to do your research. Yeah. <laughs> Suspensions. Uh, Zach Hyman fined 5000 maximum allowable under the CBA for a high stick against Neil Pionk from Winnipeg. Okay. Did you see this play? Yeah. So there was a nice battle in front of the net that continued after the puck was gone. They got up. One of the Winnipeg guys threw him a shoulder. They jockeyed a little bit. And then Pionk, like, whacked the shit out of Hyman's leg. And Hyman turned around and whacked him in the face. With his stick? Like mm-hmm. a Like a slash to the fucking head? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. He swung it around. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's what you get for playing in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a direct correlation. Yeah. Um, injuries. Jack Eichel. This is a big one. Out for the season for the Buffalo Sabres because of a herniated disc in his neck. It's uh, definitely not a good one. Definitely a sensitive area there. You definitely want to, you know, nurse that back to health is is well as you can, but the Sabres have been surging, which we will get to later. Definitely, ne- how many times can I say fucking definitely in this? Uh, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> will not make the playoffs. I don't. I think they're almost mathematically eliminated. They but are. It they was are. announced today. Okay, so they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but giving these young guys a shot has proven a lot. They're playing hero right now. Has today they have beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, put a bit of a hurting on the Caps the other day. Uh, during and we'll get into that during Nikki's one thousandth, uh, which is just on brand right. and sad at the same time. Uh, Philip Grubauer out at least two weeks for the Avs, uh, placed on COVID. Is this COVID stuff? Yeah. Well, Dubnik got his. Got a win in his debut against St. Louis, and St. Louis is in a bit of turmoil as well. So they're not, they're actually, St. Louis is outside looking in. They're only a couple points out of a playoff spot, so that'll be highly contested there in the Central. It was but, a good game. That's the the game that we had on when you stopped by. Um, mm. And I, I watched to the end, and St. Louis made a push, but Dubnik stood tall, and they got their dub. That's what he's there for. Yep. Good stuff. 
Stars injuries, Bishop, surgery, had surgery October 21st to repair a torn meniscus in his right knee, has not played the season, but is expected to be out four or five more months, it seems. Yeah. Uh, that's a major injury in the knee. Yeah. So, Radulov also, core muscle surgery, scored 12 points, four goals, eight assists in 11 games this season, and last played March 18th. Radulov, you know, what a resurgence story. Coming back to the show and lighting it up, fitting right in with Dallas. Uh, <clears throat> great, he's a good fantasy guy. Good fantasy guy. Uh, great to have in your lineup, and especially in the later draft if you're into fantasy. But uh, you know, core muscle that could be anything from a what a groin, a upper groin to a lower ab to straight yeah. up ab muscle, right? I mean, pretty much anything from. You're growing up to your nipples, right? yeah, front or back, right, yeah. right, right. Interesting. The powerhouse uh, of the body. Yeah, it's almost like a hernia. Uh, um, a hernia. Yeah, seems like. Zach Rinsky out for the season for the Columbus Blue Jackets because of a sport. Speaking of hernia, hernia. yeah, uh, last played April eighth. So brutal. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think that's that's really it as far as league news goes. We're down the stretch, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see what what actually happens with all of these other divisions. I know that the East is tight, and many of the other divisions are also tight, especially for those top three positions. I think that when you're playing your own division eight times each, aside from the uh, the joke Canadian division, um, you know you're getting. It, it's so important to have that first first spot. We've said that a bunch, you know, the Capitals have been incredibly lucky to be getting these first division spots, but I feel like even this year it's it's been way more important. What about you, Paulie? Yeah, I mean, I think the the East pretty much has a, a set top three with Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and the Caps, and getting that one spot is going to be huge. Uh, I mean, still... The Bruins and Rangers are scary, but I'd rather play one of those two than Pittsburgh or the Islanders. So I, I, who would you rather play, the Bruins or the Rangers? The Rangers. Really? Even though they've been giving the Caps trouble this season, uh, I just think the Bruins will they'll be tough in the playoffs. It's interesting. I'd rather have the Bruins. Well. Uh, I think that we can play that we can shove their game down their throat. Obviously, we didn't show that today, which we'll get into here shortly. But I think that that's uh, I would rather have an older, slower team than the Rangers, who are just explosive as hell. And Zabinajad has has been ignited. Yeah, uh, I mean that's a very uh, fair point. I'm not going to retract what I said, but I completely see how valid your statement is. A man of his convictions. Polly Cupcakes. Yeah, All right. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, let's talk some caps, huh? Yeah. All right. All right, Caps fans. In today's Washington Wrap Round, we are going to go through the last week in review. And Polly, in our in our in our uh, outline, we don't put scores. I'm not really sure what the scores were here. 
Um, well, it's okay. <laughs> so beat, beat Philly six to three. Yeah, hit us off. All right, so uh, you know, coming off of that big Bruins win, Caps get another big win. Connor Sheeran got the party started with a nice shot through traffic from a pretty tough angle, and then not long after, Couturier responded for the Flyers. And then the Caps took complete control of the game. They had three more goals in the first period. Tom Wilson, who was assisted by newcomer Mantha. Nick Backstrom on a nice dish by Ovi. uh, You know, taking advantage of the fact that penalty kills are favoring him. Uh, And then the Swedish wonder, Carl Haglin, got a goal. uh, 4-1 at the end of the first. The second period, um, you know, it took a little while, um, but with, well, before we get to the scoring, with uh, 4.45 on the clock, Ovi had a very nice defensive play coming down to the front of the net and denying a tap-in for Philly. I mean, uh, the dude was right at the top of the crease. He, it would have been a goal, but Ovi got in the way. Um, Playing a two-way game. Um, and then Mantha gets his first tuck in the Rock the Red uniform. Uh, and this was assisted by Oshi and Backstrom. Um, so it's good to see him come in, make an instant impact. And there'll be plenty more to talk about for him Yeah, coming up. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? I almost, almost feel bad for Philly. Just kidding, I don't feel bad at all. That is a that's an amazing beat down sesh. Love to see it. Uh you know what? I mean, Philly Philly is just trash right now. And my boss is a huge Philly fan and he's like he's ready to sell the house. He's ready to sell the farm, get rid of anybody who's who's under the over, anybody who's over the age of 25 and just get what you can for him full blow up. From the bottom up, and I mean, he he's not even high on Carter Hart. Really? Yeah, he says he says get rid of Carter Hart too. So what about Giroux? Get rid of him. Really? Yeah, get him while he's got value. Wow. But the problem with Philly, and the problem that a lot of we saw this trade deadline is the moves that we had to make uh, to acquire Mantha, which ends up I think being a good trade for us. Is that nobody has money to spend? Yeah, there's very two, three teams who are basement dwellers that have the money to spend. And what are you going to get in return? I mean, is Philly really ready to just start going for draft picks right now? They must think that they're still some sort of contender because they haven't, right? Right. I I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay, so great start to the week. My four and zero prediction is definitely in uh, in intact here. And then we go. Hold on, I'm not done. Oh, oh, you're not done. Okay, I need to retract or correct. It was a six to one victory, not six to three. Okay. Um, and you know the final goal of the game, Ov finally gets involved on this blowout. <laughs> uh, career number 728, season goal number 22. Uh, you know, Sammy deserves a, a shout-out. He had some really solid stops. The Caps looked really good. The PK, two for two. 
power play was 100%. Uh, the Caps had more hits, more blocks, 58% of the faceoffs. I mean, they just dominated the entire game. And, you know, it's a big win. Stay at the top of the division. Absolutely. Uh, I would say that, like, any dominating game like this, though, is not remiss from good chances. I mean, we are talking about the NHL here, right, folks? So, Philly had their chances, and Sammy definitely kept us in it and made this 6-1 possibility, blowout possibility, uh, a reality. Are we ready to move on to Buffalo? Yes, now we are. Okay. Game number 1,000 for Swedish legend Nick Backstrom, top five Swede ever to play. Probably the best Swede in the league right now. No, the best Swede in the league right now. And the boys go to the basement, Buffalo, and lose 5-2. to two. Yeah, uh, you know, just like earlier in the year, was it? His thousandth point, seven hundredth, seven hundredth assist, or point. yeah, seven hundredth assist. I think. Another big milestone. Yeah, and they got shit rocked. Yeah, so on brand. I mean, unbelievable. You can't give the backbone player, one of the backbone players of this team, at least a victory on his thousandth game. Of course, they couldn't. Um, Carl, our good friend of the podcast, Carl Osner, was telecasting this uh in the in the after show and pre-show and you know what i'm about to go to carl and say buddy you're bad luck because the past couple (laughs) past couple games they've gotten fucking rocked (laughs) a couple of times uh not to say that's carl's fault at all but well speaking of carl um he had some really nice things to say about nikki the first time we had him on season two episode nine so um if you want to hear... 19. 19. Yeah, episode 19. My bad. Yeah. Um, Fitting but, for Backy. Yeah, right. Uh, so he had, you know, just nice things to say about him and a story or two. So if you want to hear those, check that out. Yeah, and I mean, we asked him who was the best teammate, and he was like, hands down, Nick Backstrom. Yeah. Amazing guy. Guy who takes his time to get the hell out of the spotlight. And, dude... I'll never forget the year before they won the cup when they got beat by the Penguins back to back and they said, and Nick, tears in his eyes, looks at the camera and he goes, Caps fans, don't give up on us. I promise you, I swear that we will get this done for you. And lo and behold, next season he gets it done. Uh, I was, uh, I, I look at, I look at, um, at Nikki and I think uh I think that I, I I just I think that he's such a like an awesome awesome fucking person like not only just a great person but an awesome player an incredible player uh also shout out Vancouver Island Sports Talk sick fucking jersey Polly yeah rocking the rocking the Buttes jersey again we had Kristen Lewicki on uh that podcast will come out on Thursday so definitely tune in hear what she has to say about the NWHL, about hockey in general, and, and her story coming up. It's a Wheeling native, uh, or a Moundsville native, really. And, uh, you know, uh, interesting stuff that she had to say for sure, especially about how, uh, size. That really kind of got me a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, even though the NWHL is not predicated on on uh, body contact, 
she was still getting uh getting a little uh uh flack for being small um you know some more oh thanks jay beagle yeah let's go now vancouver canuck oh i'm getting lots of love lots of love from the vancouver island sports talk thanks give them a follow sub to them on uh youtube anyways this buffalo game man i mean i caught some of it vtech vanacek gets pulled here uh, good to have that two-headed monster. I at this point though, it was Craig who came in. Yeah, Craig came in and, and finished it out for him. But I mean, what what do you got to say here? Did you did you do the do? Should we should we talk a little bit? Sure. Um, you know, so you know, the first period was very much controlled by the Sabers. Buffalo got the first goal of the game late in the period. I think Vitek played very well in the first. Mm-hmm. Um, Orlov ties the game up with 22 seconds left with a ripper. Uh, nice dish from o- Oshi. Um, you know, we can't stress how great Orlov has been in the offensive game this season. Especially lately, yeah. Yeah. You know what, though? I I heard a quote, and it was like, if a team, and I forget who said it, but it was... Uh, if this person he was saying he was he was dissecting hockey and he was like, "Look, if I had twenty Dmitry Orlovs, I'd win the Stanley Cup every year." That's and fair. It's because D- Dmitry Orlov plays the body. He is offensively capable, has a ripper of a shot, and is a solid defensive player. Absolutely, I think that he's really one of the unsung defensive heroes of the of the Washington Capitals. Doesn't get all, doesn't do, he does everything right, I just feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so following Orlov's great play, uh, right at the beginning of the second period, bad play from Schultz and Dillon. Turnover leads to an early Olofsson goal. Caps get a power play, uh, but towards the end, Schultz misplays a puck. Buffalo gets a shorthanded goal. Uh, Caps keep the hope alive on a delayed penalty. Mantha on a feed from Carlson. Backdoor midway through the period. Three to two. Oh, man. It was... What a fucking feed, too. Yeah. I didn't even... I didn't see that at all as that play develops. Usually, when I'm watching hockey from that... From the perspective of watching hockey on TV... Like, watching NHL games, I'm like, okay, that guy's open. You should hit him. Right. You know, and generally they do... Yeah, right. I mean, bird's eye view. I get we get a lot of good perspective, um, <clears throat> but wow. I mean, John Carlson just strings this pass right, and and great on Mantha to be open right. and just boom, tappity tap tap in. Love to see it, and that is two for two for Anthony Mantha in in yeah. in, uh, in his tenure with the Washington Capitals. Yeah, making the presence felt, you know, and it, it it just it's impressive to have that kind of vision on ice level. Yeah, especially in like a somewhat broken play, like right. Carlson had to kind of bobble that puck, control it, and then just string it over. And plus, it's already a madhouse because it's six on five. Right, right, absolutely. But a few minutes later, the uh, Notre Dame grad, new acquisition from the Taylor Hall trade, Anders Bjork. 
makes it four to two. That's his first goal as a Saber. It was actually pretty ugly. Uh, VTech, I think, should have had that. Yeah. Laviolette agreed because he pulled him. He put in old Craig. <laughs> um, and, you know. You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Old Craig didn't let uh, he didn't let anyone in the swamp that game. I, right. I think he had a shutout when he came in. Yeah, had um, a good had a couple. He was tested a couple times. But the the Capitals did do a good job after the goalie change to pour it on, but it just wasn't enough. And we end up with an L on Nikki's one thousandth game. So on brand for the fucking Washington Capitals. This team literally makes me drink every day. Yeah, and you know. Just, you know, I've been a Craig fan since we gave him his PTO. You have been. You can check the tape. Um, I'll be there for that because I was not. I thought he was a PTO only, would never get signed, get signed, and in relief has been playing decently well. I mean, I don't think he could take us on a cup cup run, but I'm very comfortable with him being the third guy. Like, I'm glad... I mean, of course, if we could have got, like, an elite goalie, that would have been great. But I'm comfortable with the fact that we didn't go goalie shopping at the at the deadline because I like the two-headed monster, and I think Craig is a – he's the best third goalie in the league. And see what the Caps did with their with their opportunity on the, at the deadline to, to get Anthony Mantha. Yeah, so, much more valuable, I think, than any of the goalies we could have got. Right. Exactly. I agree. I agree. So – Bit of a stinker here. Bit of a stinker. Yeah. But, you know, then we go, we, we take a trip to Philly on the 17th, and it's another gong show in the Caps' favor. Yeah. So, early power play. Ovi gets career goal 729. Um, <clears throat> Unbelievable. So, <clears throat> he's two away from the next slot on the list. Uh, Sammy had some really great first period saves, but Philly did get a buzzer beater from Provorov with one second left. Luckily, that didn't have the typical effect that a late goal does. Right. They always say you never want to give that late goal up in the, in the period. Um, <clears throat> this goal, so it's 1-1 coming out of the first, right? It's an even yeah. game coming out of the first. When I, I was listening to this game, uh, and... I did hear that, and it was just like a weird broken play, kind of a desperation shot. Is that yeah, right? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, uh, like kind of a, a desperation dish, and Provorov kind of just puts it in. Uh, but what happened in the second? So uh, our boy, Orlov, scores again. Absolute rip, 33 seconds into the second period. Um, and then we go five minutes later, a neutral zone turnover. Leads to a breakaway, and JVR ties the game up at two. I think he was in a cold streak, so that kind of shook him out of it. Yeah. At least, I mean, I don't know how he's played since that game, but uh, that's something he needed as a player. Um, less than a minute later, Caps find themselves on a power play. Beautifully executed off the faceoff. Bang, bang, boom. Ovi scores four seconds into the power play. He's now one goal behind Dion. And then just under five minutes left, Kuzi on a beautiful feed to St. Thomas Wilson. And it is four to two. Once again, folks, 
That is coined by hockey troll St. Thomas. Yeah. Tom Wilson. He has a beautiful graphic <laughs> of Tom Wilson's face on um, like a, a Catholic poster of what you would see from a saint. Yeah, what uh, is that? What is that, Paulie? You're the Catholic, you're the resident Catholic. What the I, fuck I, is that? I don't recognize what it is. Um, but check out our Twitter. We we cycle it through every couple weeks. I post it every given time. Anytime that anybody's naysaying Tom Wilson. If you see it, feel free to share it, retweet it, save it, do the same. You know, let's start this trend. Right. St. Thomas. Yeah. But, you know, if you try to make money off it, Hockey Troll gets cut. I will sue you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that's the end of the second. Um, takes seven minutes in the third before we get any any uh, scoring on a nice tic-tac-toe play. Kevin Hayes, who I think is one of the better playmakers in the league... Finds Allison wide open back door. It's four to three caps. But then we get a Sheary goal, tipping a Schultz wrister from the from the point uh, again, right off the face off. And it's a two goal game, and the Caps, you know, they won't look back from there. Uh, Mantha gets the empty netter, three goals in three games. Uh, it was really nice. It was inside the Caps blue line. And it was bouncing off of the boards, and he like did a turn. And as he was turning around at the puck, just slapped the shit out of it. Full, oh, not full ice, but probably three quarter ice. Yeah, I mean, so Call it three quarter. Yeah, like hundred fifty feet um, in the net. That that's a tough shot to make, especially no with doubt. bodies in the way. No doubt. Um, and as we've seen, Mantha's got a knife for the net and a wicked shot. Yeah. I mean, I think he he and Tom Wilson, as of right now, are the future of this organization. It it, it looks to be... I mean, if he can keep it up. Right. Yeah. Let's not jinx him. Let's not right. jinx him. But, but he has the potential. For no sure. doubt. A big body. You know, he's not a big... And, and everybody said he doesn't play defense. He's blah, 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 blah. But... You know, <clears throat> it's crazy to see the night and day difference between being on a team that he can play for, for something, versus being on dumpster fires. Yeah, and um, I forget when, but today, I remember he had a really nice play, uh, cutting off a potential two-on-one, checking a guy right before it got into the zone. So, um, I wish I could remember when it happened, but I do remember seeing it being like, this guy plays defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jay Fresh himself has given him a player card of like an 80% on the defensive end versus Verona's abysmal, you know, whatever. And I'm not hating Verona. I love the kid. But like I said, here's the thing. If you're going to score, only score goals, you got to score goals. And if Mantha only scored goals, if that was what he was going to hang his hat on, only scoring goals, he's absolutely delivered. Night and day. Yeah, so far. Um, and, and by the way, Verona has been lighting it up in, in Detroit oh, as well. Had a that, first uh, game in, out of the box, yeah. for a bench minor. And bear absolutely, I mean, vintage Verona. Uh, going in and just an absolute snipe. You didn't even see the puck leave his stick. Amazing goal. 
That coach looks like a genius for plopping him in the box on the bench liner. Why wouldn't you put the speediest guy with the best yeah. shot on your team in? He's not going to kill the pony. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, this game, aside from some uh, ugh, tongue twister, mm. aside from some turnovers, I think the Caps played very well. Uh, it helps that it was Philly. Um, but, you know, like I said, Ovi, one goal away from tying number five on the list. As we've already said, Orlov, nice uh, offensive contribution. Uh, you know, I think he has been, you know, he, he is getting love, so I wouldn't say underrated, but uh, he's definitely been one of the more valuable offensive pieces just because of what he's bringing from his position. Right. Um, and like I said, that's the beauty of having a defenseman like Orlov. When he gets hot, it's amazing to see him, you know, bury but at the same time, he's still a steady defensive presence, lays the body. He's he's invisible for a reason, for all the right reasons. Yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to say he is the best all-around blue liner on the team. Sure, I don't think his – and I agree. I don't think his peaks and valleys are as high, and that's the big thing. Right. He's just a very steady presence that nobody wants to fucking acknowledge until he's lighting up like he is now. Yeah, that or uh, flipping Matt Duchesne. <laughs> which was a good one. All right, so that's a 6-3 win. And you know what? We thought Philly was going to come out. I, who didn't think Philly was going to come out after a 6-1 ass beating? It obviously was not enough. And then we roll into Boston. Uh, matinee game. So, true, love to see it. Back-to-back uh, matinees. Yeah, it was a true matinee game for the right. Caps. Um, you know, NBC got what they wanted. It was, overall, it was a good game for the viewer. If you're not a Caps fan. I Uh, did not get it. So I've, you know, I've bought a new house that I need to work on. And I was over there mowing grass and fucking up or or fixing fuck ups uh, that uh, had happened from our previous owner. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, And... Shout out AJ Howard. Every time, every time he comments, you know he's a closeted, he's a closeted hockey troll fan. I think that he's really just he he claims to be a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, but uh, you know, shout out AJ. I think you love me and Polly more than really anything else. I think he wants to be breathing that hot air that he says is in our room right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of farts and beer farts going on here, buddy. Just right at home, right at home. Being a being a, a fucking Pittsburgh Penguins fan, you fucking. <laughs> I'm hoping you're hope hope you like that fucking Florida air too. It's just like that. It's like that, but heavier and smellier. <laughs> Paradise. Paradise. Exactly. Um, <laughs> anyways, going into Boston, another true matinee, Polly. What the fuck? What was the score of this game? Uh, what was it? Um, five to three? Uh, no, six to three. Yeah, um, with the empty netter. Yeah, the we'll rat. call it five to three because the empty netter is fake. The rat gets an empty netter. Um, good for my fantasy team. Yeah, uh, he had a really good game. He did. Um, so the Caps they killed off a very early <clears throat> penalty kill. And then they got a four-minute power play, which they didn't do shit with except allow a shorthanded goal. 
And that's um, two on the week. Two shorthanded goals on the week. Yeah, they uh, they lead the NHL in allowed shorthanded goals. They have seven. That is the most allowed in the NHL. Hey, we've been here before, Caps fans, haven't we? Been here before. <laughs> Lots of shorthanded goals. And when you know what I mean, <clears throat> when you're so when you're so hard for getting the the puck in the net, you definitely need to realize that the other team can can strike you just as hard. I guess. Yeah, I mean it's very much a double edged sword. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, a problem though, nonetheless. Yeah, and so I put in the outline that it was lazy defense by Oshi. As I'm thinking about it, it was kind of lazy, but also you know he reached down. To try to grab it with his glove. I don't think... Maybe he just didn't get low enough. I feel like... I mean... And and let me just say, this is a... Okay, Koozie, you were going to say. That was late. Koozie may be the bad guy here, but man, that was a fucked up play. That is a fucked up play. Who is it behind the net? Carlson. Carlson. Carlson gets the the puck and hits Marshan's stick out of his hands. His, His errant stick... Hits the puck to the front of the net, bouncing like a like a goddamn bouncing ball. Osh, you know he's trying to fly by. He's trying yeah. to fly by to to swing because you're on the power play. He doesn't stop in front of the net, which would have been the best play. Yeah. But even if he stopped in front of the net, he might not have been able to do anything. Yeah. So I re- I retract. Yeah. It was just kind of unlucky for Oshi. What you would love to see is Koozie shut down Bergeron there, but Bergeron's coming in full head of steam. He knows. Yeah. He knows exactly what Marshan's going to do. And <clears throat> it's a good play by the Bruins. Straight up. It was. I, I can't say anymore. Uh, having, we had three guys back, two and a half guys back, let's just say that, on a, on a two-man press. And some little puck luck, and Bergeron gets by, makes a great play. I th- <clears throat> I think that um, it if it wasn't the Bruins, it may not have happened. Right. But the Caps could have done better. But sure. still, got to give credit to Bergeron and Marchand. Right. And I mean, Selkie, like, fuck, five-time winners. I don't even know how many times Bergeron's won the Selkie. But, you know, I think that that's just as good as a great back check is Bergeron being able to pounce on that shorthanded yeah. gets it done. Uh, and you know, that's, that's the, that's the thing about the Boston Bruins is that their studs play both ways all the time. You know, yeah. you have Marshawn and Bergeron. They're probably two most offensively producing players, or at least they're two. Well, Marshawn for sure. And Bergeron is obviously a pivot both ways, but having those guys, having the faith in those guys to kill penalties you don't really see Ovechkin and Backstrom. I mean, Backstrom kills every once in a while, but you don't see those guys out there. Yeah, and speaking of star power defense, the empty net goal was because Pasta had a sick play. Yeah. And uh, thanks, AJ, for saying that I'm cooler than Troll. <laughs> Fuck you, AJ. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay, so two nothing Bs, but the Caps fight back, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as the, the first is getting ready to end, Oshi has a nice hit in the D zone. Then he picks up the puck and battles through neutral, feeds it over to Backstrom. But that pass reception from Backstrom. Oh yeah. That was nice too. Waist high just to 
bat it down and then dangle the guy in front of him the the stick uh the the outside in stick inside the stick i mean holy shit i mean he walked him i think it was mcavoy yeah who is a who's a defensive stud again yeah and so you know backy takes it to the net rask makes the save oshi like the good boy that he is follows the play bangs at home nine seconds left two to one we got some hope hey manageable game into the second yeah uh except we're the capitals so no uh you know, and then in the in the second, Shiri gets cross checked in the face, uh, leads to another four minute power play. Oshi does bury on this one. What a what a play that was, dude! I mean, the Capitals have so many fucking weapons on the power play; it's unbelievable. Anybody can score there, even from behind the goal line. It seems like there is always a threat, uh, and the misdirection on that play instead of going straight to Osh. But going back from Kuzi Osh, yeah, like below the G, below goal line, and then back into the in, in a matter of less than a second to the slot is incredible. And they they said it on the broadcast like it doesn't matter what goalie's in the net there, you're not going to save that, right? And I've said this before, uh, I love seeing the OV goals, but if people are going to favor him, the Caps are perfectly fine playing half ice four on three. Oh yeah. No, and no. they can obviously score, whether it's Kuzi firing from the, the boards or Oshi in front or Carlson at the point. It is very dangerous when they're not lazy letting up shorthanded goals right. like they did multiple times this week. Right, right. Um, you know, in the uh, second half of that four-minute power play, Mantha, four for four, three to two caps, looking good. Oh. <sighs> I mean, what a what a goal scorer's play, too. Mantha gets the puck, dishes it to Carlson. Carlson draws his man, dishes it back to Mantha. And Mantha has all night and day to just, you know, stick handle, walk in, get his angle, and just let her rip from the left-handed, uh, left-handed shot there. He is literally being what we wanted from Jacob Verona. Yeah. Two sides threatening on that umbrella play there on the, on the power play setup. So I love to see it. Uh, that is an amazing goal. I mean, he just placed it incredibly well. That's a tough shot for a goalie to save. That's low side blocker, just six inches off the ground. So just above, we were just talking to Carl about how you should shoot low, just above the goalie's pad and just strings one. Yeah. Beautiful. And props to Lars Eller for being, uh, putting up that screen. Yeah. Yeah. That is such an undervalued, uh, I mean, they talk about it in the broadcast and stuff, but there's no stat for it, which is kind of a shame, but it'd be hard to track. But it's one of the, uh, it's an intangible. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then Bergeron and Krejci each score. It's five to two. Uh, yeah. So Hathaway gets a five in a game midway through the third. Um, I personally don't think it should have been a five in a game because Hathaway was coming at him from a side profile and he turned last minute. Um, is this on that fucking Tenorti guy again? Yeah. 
and this is the same guy who drew a five in a game from Tanev, who I thought Tanev deserved that. He skated all the way from the other end of the ice, didn't stop except to lay the hit. That's yeah. char- that's a boarding call. That's charging at the very. Yeah. It's charging. I mean, you could call it a board. Uh, I didn't see this one though, because obviously I was predisposed mowing fucking six foot inch grass. But yeah, six foot inch, six foot inch. <laughs> it's a big inch. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a huge inch. Big inch. Big inch. <laughs> it's a new so measurement. Extra emphasis on the inches. Yeah, there. but you know, just kind of you know, I'm sure that. You know, previous girlfriends of mine would, would love that six foot inch measurement, though. Yeah, that's a start saying that just for any measurement in life, people will really be like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" Yeah, it was a, a six foot inch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I understand why Did he catch it, him high or what? No, I mean he he hit him. I mean he hit him like in the, the numbers. Oh, uh, but. When he, the guy turned Last into it, turn. and, you know, and I think, I think you need to like. I, I hate that people use like using your back to protect the puck, turning your back, and if you put yourself in that position, quintessential city cross move. There. It's your fault. Like, yeah. God, I'm. I, it just it fires me up. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a checker. Like I, I played hitting the game, so. Mm-hmm. People doing that frustrates me because it's like you're being trapped into a penalty. Right. And then they want all the sympathy when you fuck them up. Did Hathaway have time to correct? I don't think so. I mean, the even the the broadcasters were saying he turned at the last second. Right. Um, but so the Caps actually uh, killed that off. Uh, right. they, they killed off the five-minute penalty. But, but that that doesn't do any favors for them trying to get back into a game. Right, when you're down by two goals. It was like four fifty eight when the penalty ended. The yeah. Penalty ended. Um, goalie pulled. They were looking for Ovi at the point, I think. And yeah. Pasta makes a nice diving play, and the rat goes down and makes it six three. Yeah, had so, the stats. Not a great, not a great week, Caps fans. Two and two. Uh, I had the Caps going four and zero. Oh. Polly had them four zero oh and one or three zero oh and one, and Carl Alsner had a three and one game, uh, week. We all biffed it a little high. Five hundred though. This is a tough week. Let's be honest. Well, there were no there were no layups here except for Buffalo. Yeah, and we missed it. Yeah. Um, Carl exactly. gets the win though. You know, he predicted the lowest amount of points. Absolutely. Carl Alsner, uh, hockey genius himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he called it. couple things that are of worry for me. Um, the Caps goalies played well. I think that team defense and Caps goaltending was a little bit weak throughout the whole week. Yeah. Uh, not saying we should trade or do anything, you know, cut anyone or anything like that. I just think that there needs to be another level, which we've seen in the past, they need to ascend to. Uh, another thing, which kind of goes into the team defense, is the two shorthanded goals. Backbreakers. Absolute backbreakers during the games that we let them up, and we ended up losing both of those games, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Not a good look. I think uh, a shorthanded goal is like letting up a 90-yard touchdown pass. You know, like it's just a 
crazy momentum swing. I don't know why you have to bring inferior sports into our talks, but... Just trying to, you know, I like analogies. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I would say it's, it's. I mean, shorthanded goals, you can't give them up, man. I mean, uh, imagine if the Boston game was a one-game goal, or a one-goal game. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it changes the complexion of the game a lot to have that that uh, shorthanded goal is, is just tough. Uh and especially on Nikki's, what was it? Nikki's thousandth. How the fuck? How are you going to give up a shorthanded goal? Was it against Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. So brutal. Two and two. Caps still remain at the top of the standings, which we love to see. Thank you, Buffalo, for yeah. beating Pittsburgh. Absolutely, gotta love to see it. A couple things that, like I said, just a couple tweaks that I think that need to be dealt with by Lavi as we go into next week. We have a couple days off, a few days off, it looks like. We've got three days off, time to hit the ice, figure things out. We've got the Islanders on the 22nd um, in New York or in Brooklyn or wherever the hell they play. The Islanders again on Saturday the 24th. And then... That's a two. That's a that's a it's a two game. It's a two game week. A little bit of a respite here for the Caps. Both away games. This the Capitals have the hardest schedule going down the stretch. The Penguins have the easiest schedule going down the stretch, as is predicted. I mean, give the Penguins any any edge that they can. If they can, the NHL does. Okay, come on. <laughs> they all they play in the same teams. But come on, dude. They're gonna fucking load them up with. New Jersey and Buffalo at the end of the season. Come on, I mean, does it really matter? Yes, so it matters. Playing all the same yes, teams it matters. It's it, I guarantee that if the Penguins were playing more of us in Boston, at the, well, more Boston and New York and the Rangers and uh, uh, the Islanders, the two New York teams towards the end here, they'd be out of the playoffs for sure. We'd be chasing them because they would have already racked up the. Come on, come no, on. No, they fucking sucked at the beginning of the. The beginning of the season. Yeah, but if they played garbage teams, they would have been okay. No, I don't believe that. And why are you, do, Polly? Sanity. Are, I'm trying to in, introduce some sanity here. <laughs> I'm the opposite of the Joker. Oh my god. Well, uh, I guess I'm the fucking Joker here. I All just right. want to give a quick shout out to TVR. You know, he was minus yeah. one today, but you know that's to be expected. Six to three right. loss, but you know he had uh, three blocks and a takeaway. In just under 15 minutes, I uh, I'm glad to see him get to play. Um, I I like when he's out there. I like him, uh, and the reason he played is because Chara is day to day, and Schultz got hurt uh, on this game, which sucks because he was testing that 35 point limit that <laughs> I had bet on, and. I hope he comes back quick. Schultz has been a great addition. So we're a little banged up. Blue line's a little banged up. Luckily, we're pretty deep on that position. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been scratching NHL caliber guys all year. So it's good that we have TVR. Uh, Siegs would have been nice right now. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well... I'll be honest, my fantasy team is, I'm like on a five-game winning streak, bud. Five-week winning streak. 
Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you suck. That's why. This is one of my my worst years performance. If I win the Hockey Podcast Network, we'll never hear the end of it. You know, the reason I'm not doing well is because I didn't get Anders Lee. Oh, and, fuck. Dude, they were showing stats today. Their power play has dropped by 10% since he's been out. I believe it. I he believe it. is pivotal to that team. Meanwhile, the Capitals' power play has been on fire. Those are all things to look for. It's give or take, right? You can't have the uh, an incredible power play with, I guess, out giving shorthanded goals up, but you should. I don't know. A couple things to work on for the Caps. Shorthanded goals, a little bit of better team defense, and some maybe just accelerated goaltending. But other than that, no time to panic. We're sitting pretty ahead of the division. We need to keep that, like we said multiple times in this podcast, that the number one division spot is so pivotal. So, anything else, Paulie? Um, you know, uh, look it up. Keep your uh, your attention. Uh, World Championships are coming up. Uh, I believe the women are before the men. Uh, I know Team USA is practicing right now. So... Uh, yeah, women's hockey coming up, and uh, I think that's it. Tune into our episode on Thursday where Kristen Lewicki joins us. Awesome interview. A little bit of a look into the NWHL, Wheeling Native there. So check it out. Caps fans, until next week, it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes. Sign off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.